0: Do you really believe in Him and trust His faithfulness on your life? Hallelujah! We trust You today, Jesus. We trust You in every single way today, God. We trust You. Our hope is in You today. Hallelujah! When I'm reminded this, as we transition into this next song, I'm reminded of the song. because what a beautiful name it is. Me and Michael in the past couple weeks have been discussing the goodness of God in our life because sometimes you can forget the times when he was good in your life because you're so focused on the times that it seems like he's not listening to you. So we were just discussing about God's faithfulness. And whenever we began singing this song, when I first started leading, that's this song we were at another church and I was worship leading at that church. And we began singing this song when it first came out and I was pregnant with Judah. And what some of you guys don't know is that the entire time I was pregnant with Judah, we had doctors telling us that this and this and this could be is probably wrong with him. His heart, his lungs, each time it was different. And me and Michael just went to each other and to Jesus together because, you know, some things you just don't share with everyone because you don't want the naysayers to begin putting doubt in your own mind. So we just turned each other and turned to the Lord. And we remember going to an appointment and the doctor was like, why are y'all here? I don't see anything. And I was like, I know the Lord is good. And I don't know what y'all are saying, but God is good. And in his name, he breaks everything. But we were reminded of it this this week. When he was born, even to the moment he was born, the enemy wanted him. Twice, his cord was wrapped around his neck, had emergency C-section, he was blue, he wasn't breathing. My husband did a wonderful job holding it in so that I couldn't see his reactions, but even to the moment he was born, the enemy wanted my seed, and some of you guys are in here this week, and you've been frustrated, you've been, you've been upset, you've got a wanderer, a, a, a prodigal has gone away, your marriage has been on the brinks, your finances, your fear, your insecurity your mental health, whatever it is. Some of you have been in here week after week in frustration after frustrated and the enemy has literally got this spiritual umbilical cord around your neck because he wants to take your life. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. That's what the Bible states. But we're believing this morning that those spiritual uh, umbilical cords that is meant to give life to a child, that that's what the Lord created and what the enemy has taken and is meant to destroy you is breaking in the name of Jesus. They're being cut today and right now we believe that as that baby was born and his breath, with God's breath was in his lungs. Whatever has been dead in your situation, the enemy has tried to take you and destroy you. We speak the name of Jesus right now. The name of Jesus over your circumstance. Come on, can we raise our hands this morning? Come on, if you really believe that, begin saying the name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus over our families over our home, over our lost loved ones, over our children, over our finances, over our work. We speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. looking for one person who believes there's power in that name. Come on, one person who has seen the power of the the living God's hand in your own life. Come on, the one that you've seen pull you out of a pit. Come on, the one who speaks against cancer. The one who speaks against mental health. Come on, the one who is in our favor today. He is working for us. Come on, exalt his name. Church, you can exalt his name today. You're high and lifted Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So be exalted now in the heavens as your glory fills this place. You alone long to serve our praise. You're the name above all names. Now in the heavens, as your glory fills this place, you alone deserve our praise. You're the name be exalted, be exalted. Now in the heavens, as your glory. our praise today. To hear your voice today, you're worthy of our praise, so worthy of it all today. We believe things are shifting in our favor, there's a breaking in this atmosphere. We believe, in Jesus. has to pray.
1: my child, my child, I feel your heart, much child, I care my child I'm saddened by what I see Uh, my heart is broken for you my heart is broken for you I am the God who sees you and I am the God who cares about you there is not a detail that passes by me that There is not a detail that passes by me that I don't see. (laughs) There is not a detail in your life that I do not see. And I care, and I'm working on your behalf. I'm working, and I'm here, and I see you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Trust in me. I'm with you. I've got this. Trust me. I know it's dark. I know it seems hopeless. I know your faith gets weak at times. But I'm with you. I never left you. I never left you. Put your eyes on me. And trust in me do I not put the dew on the ground every morning did I not stretch the clouds across the sky have faith in the creator of this universe have faith in the one who molded you trust me trust in me
2: Thank you for speaking to us today. Father, thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you for interrupting this service for this time. For a heart that is searching for you. Father, thank you that you're never too busy to remind us of who you are. Thank you, Lord, that you are concerned about the details of my life. Thank you, Lord, that every detail does not. This morning. Thank you, Jesus. I was just listening to some music, just worshiping The Holy Spirit swept through my trunk gripped literally by our hands and not won't let go. But as they sung this morning, that something has to break. delivered for me too many times. He has been a chain breaker for me too many times for me to sit back and not share with you today that he is a chain breaker. The lie that the enemy has told you, he will tear down that lie. It will have no hold over you. The trick of the enemy will not have a hold over you in your life. Because the creator of this world is concerned about where you are right now in this moment. And I don't know who this is for. It may be two, three, five, ten. But let me tell you, God has come by in this moment, in this time, to let you know that the cords that have been wrapped around your life, listen. The umbilical cord is a life giver to the baby. Without that, the baby will not survive. But for Judah in his circumstance and whenever he was born, that life source that had given him every of the nutrients that he needed was now literally trying to take his life. Listen, whatever God has given you for you in your current season right now, God is is, is trying to keep you from that new season. But listen, the umbilical cord gave life. But listen, what gave you life in the last season will not give you life in this new season. Judah was trying to pass over from Utero into life. And what was giving him life is now holding him back. Mm. Holy Spirit told me to tell you this morning, he has the scissors to the cord. The doctor asked me, did I want to cut the cord? I said, no, sir, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. I had seen it plenty of times. I said, no, sir, I don't want to do it. You can do it have the honors, okay? But listen, whenever that doctor cut that cord, Dr. Jones cut that cord and brought Judah out of life, the thing that was holding him back, that umbilical cord, no longer had a hold on to him. And watch this. Listen, he was lifeless in that moment. I saw my baby blue. I saw a baby blue before with no life in there. But I had a peace about me.
3: I couldn't say anything.
2: I watch this, as my baby sat there blue and the doctors was working on him, I saw redness come to his little body, and you know what that was? That was the breath of God literally blowing into his life. Because he couldn't survive off the umbilical cord, and now he needed the breath of God. And listen, whenever we're in a situation, whenever you're going through fighting and going through circumstances, sometimes it's going to only take God. God is the only one that can help us through. But listen, here today, in this moment, October 1st, 2023, some of you come in here wrapped with the cords of life, but listen, Holy Spirit said he is getting ready to blow into your life a new breath of his spirit, a new breath of his wind, a new breath of his power. And listen, Something has to break today. Something has to break in your life. Y'all begin to sing that something has to break. And guys, I'm telling you, we need to move in this right now, in this moment. Guys, there are people's lives on the line right now for this moment and this time. Begin to pray. Begin to pray because something has to break this morning. The chains that the enemy has bound people with up today, it has to break today. We tear down every lie. We tear down everything that the enemy has tried to throw our way. We tear it down today. In the name of Jesus
3: I hear those chains Chains are falling chains are falling I hear those chains
4: This city, yes. we speak over this county, we speak over this region. Yes, we declare the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I'm gonna say that again Psalms 24:1 The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yes. Satan does not own a thing on this planet. Do y'all understand what I'm telling you? So, today. I decree and I declare over this region, poverty has got to lose its hold. Come on, somebody. I need some spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled. I need some folk that believe the Bible when it says that Jesus has been given a name that is above every other name, that at the mention of his name, at the mention of his name, at the mention of his name, that knees bow and tongues confess his glory. I need somebody in this room today to declare with me that Jesus is greater than poverty. I need somebody to decree with me today that Jesus is greater than generational curses, that Jesus is greater than addictions, that Jesus is greater than cancer, that Jesus is greater than leukemia, I need you, I need you somebody give me five people in here that'll take a minute to decree and declare something that Jesus is greater than in your life or in something that your heart is about today. Come on. We speak, somebody shout the name of Jesus in this room today. kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. We are not ashamed of the word of God but we are emboldened and we are ablaze with the fire of the Holy Spirit, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Come on somebody, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the tomb on the third day. Romans chapter 8 says now dwells in your mortal bodies. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. I wish somebody would speak the name of Jesus and I wish you would expect, Jesus. I wish you would expect, Jesus. listen, Jesus. I wish you would expect some change, some spiritual change to break, that if something happened, if there's not some breakthrough in your family, if there's not some breakthrough in your neighborhood, if there's not some breakthrough in your one place, if there's not some breakthrough in your body, you are going to be completely shocked because you are fully persuaded that he who has begun the good one in you will be faithful to perform I dare somebody to shout the name of Jesus like you mean it today.
3: i
5: What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Are you expecting anything? are you just status quo? There's a breaking. Do you hear me? There's a breaking in your favor. There's a breaking in your favor. And there's a shifting in our direction. What kind of shift do you want? What are you expecting him to do for you? Are you expecting anything? There's a breaking in your favor. And there's a shifting in our direction. Expect it, people. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you, God. Thank you,
0: God. There's a breaking. There's a breaking. There's a breaking in this place. There's a breaking right now. If you'll receive it in your favor. There's a breaking in your favor right now. There's a breaking in your favor right now. Right now. There's a breaking. There's a shifting in your favor (laughs) right now in this moment. There's a shifting in your favor right now in this moment. Will you receive the shift? Will you receive this breaking? Will you obey? trying to break right now. Come on, he's trying to break something on you right now. Yes. There's a breaking in your favor in this room. There's a shift in your direction if you'll receive it. Come on, someone just needs to move. There's a break. And there's a ship.
2: Spirit has spoken today, will you say yes to him? Will you say yes to him? Your next act of obedience will unlock what God has for you. Will you say yes to him? Don't allow the enemy to take your praise. The cord that was wrapped around Judah's neck twice. Judah means praise. It literally had took praise out of his body. Some of you under the sound of my voice have allowed the cords of life to wrap around you, and it has taken your Judah, your praise. The word was given, praise me, not me, God, he's saying praise me, worship me. Because there's something about when we worship us here on earth. You know why the enemy tries to bound us and try to take us out and try to to make us feel like we can't worship you know why because we can do what he no longer gets to do he was the worship leader in heaven he can't do it anymore he can't do it anymore so that's why he fights us so much and, guys, I don't mean to belabor this, but I'm telling you right now in this moment, if we will lift up a praise in your own way. I, guys, I I can't. Something has to break for you in this morning. The word has been given for us. The word has been given for us multiple times. Your praise will unlock what God has for you next. What do you want? Are you expecting Are you standing right there on the precipice of what's next for you? Where are you at right now, guys? Your praise unlocks what's next for you. Paul and Silas, when they were chained up in prison, beaten, humiliated, broken, surely they didn't feel like praising God. But it was in that moment when they didn't feel like it that they began to sing a song to the Lord. I wish I knew what that song was. But guys, when they began to praise the Lord, when they began to lift up a shout, when they began to lift their voice above what they were feeling, above how they were right now in that moment, listen, the thing that was holding them back had to let them go. The very situation that holds you back, when you begin to praise, it has to let you go. Because it only has as much power as we allow it to do. Praise. Praise. Great is the Lord. He is worthy of praise. because I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise. Amber read it this morning, the Lord will not abandon his people because, because that would dishonor his great name <laughs> I love that, that stuck out to me this morning he will not leave you because that would dishonor who he is but he loves you this morning he loves you this morning guys your next is up to you it's up to us this morning guys Holy Spirit is calling. He has called us. The next is up to us. He has it. He's already got it. He's God. What will we do? Look to your neighbor and say, God's got it. Look to your other neighbor and say, Don't let the enemy take your Judah. his presence. Amen. The Lord is good, guys. He is good to us. He loves us. I'm so glad to know that we have a God that comes down to sit with us because the Bible tells us that he inhabits the praises of his people. And when we begin to praise the Lord, he becomes to sit in the room with us today. Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, it's good to see you today. today. Amen. Look to your other neighbor and say, you look good today. Amen. Amen. Tell you what, I love coming to church. Anybody else love coming to church? I love being with God's family and God's people. Uh, Just a couple announcements for you. There will be no prayer tonight. A lot of our women are coming back from the conference um, so again, you know, no prayer tonight at six o'clock this Friday, we'll have first Friday, um, fast and prayer this Friday at seven o'clock here in the sanctuary. Um, pastor has called this at the beginning of the year, uh, fast, whatever you would like, whatever between you and the Lord, uh, fast something that day and come in and hear the service at seven o'clock, um, typically about an hour, hour and a half or so. Um, and, and just spend some time in prayer, uh, for what God is going to do here in Northview. Are you excited about what God is doing? I'm excited about what God is doing here. Miss Molly has a couple
6: announcements for us. What a precious time in the presence of the Lord. Uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. So next Sunday, we're going to be honoring our pastors, Senior Pastor Tim and Kim Hodge, Pastor Joyce Blee's, Pastor Faye Coates, Pastor Michael, and Mandy Hunt. You know, uh, some think that uh, a pastor's job is a pie-in-the-sky job, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no idea what burdens and heartaches that are, they carry on their shoulders. And, you know, when things happen in our life at home, in our family's life, instead of going to the Lord, a lot of times, the first person we call is our pastor (laughs) and so they are there for us so uh just just remember that next sunday is a time to honor appreciate gift the pastors so um it's going to happen so after service sunday we you're going to be given the opportunity to do that to speak to them and tell them how much you love them have a good afternoon.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Miss Molly. At this time, Mr. Chris Taylor is going to come up uh, for a special presentation uh, about Royal Rangers Day.
7: Good morning. Right, if I have any Rangers that are here, if you would come up on stage with me my Wednesday night classes. I know there's a lot out this morning, but there are a few here. All right.
8: SOMEONE SAID A BOY IS A LOUD SOUND COVERED IN DIRT. BUT IS THAT REALLY TRUE? GOD WANTS BOYS TO BE BOYS. THE CHURCH'S JOB IS NOT TO HARDWARE THEM DIFFERENTLY, BUT TO INSTILL BIBLICAL SOFTWARE INTO THEIR LIVES THAT WILL CHANNEL THEIR NATURAL ASSERTIVENESS, COMPETITIVENESS AND YES, LOUDNESS IN A MANNER THAT HONORS CHRIST. AS THE CHURCH INSTILLS BIBLICAL PRINCIPLES OF MANHOOD AND SERVANT LEADERSHIP SKILLS INTO THE LIVES OF BOYS AND YOUNG MEN, GOD-PLEASING HUSBANDS, FATHERS, AND WORLD-CHANGERS WILL EMERGE. BOYS EMULATE MEN THEY ADMIRE AND RESPECT. THE APOSTLE PAUL INSTRUCTS THAT GODLY MEN IN THE CHURCH PLAY A ROLE IN BRINGING BOYS INTO BIBLICAL MANHOOD. Titus 2, 6 through 8. The process starts ideally in a loving home and is reinforced with the active involvement of godly men. If we could take their motto from 1 Corinthians 11, 1, it would be, follow me as I follow Christ. Men working with a purpose. ROYAL RANGERS PROVIDES A MINISTRY THAT IS DESIGNED TO ENCOURAGE THE MEN IN YOUR CONGREGATION TO MODEL THE PRINCIPLES JESUS TAUGHT AND BE INVOLVED IN SERVICE. IT RALLIES THEM AROUND A BIBLICAL CAUSE. IT PROVIDES THEM THE RESOURCES TO ENJOY MINISTRY SUCCESS WHILE DEVELOPING much needed BONDS OF FRIENDSHIP WITH OTHER MEN. ROYAL RANGERS IS FUN FOR BOTH MEN AND BOYS. To facilitate the mentoring relationship, Royal Rangers exercises the interest men and boys already have, like outdoor and sporting activities, trades, technologies, and art ministry. Royal Rangers uses proven mentoring resources to help boys become godly, confident, wise, and compassionate leaders royal rangers is fun with a purpose by intentionally developing the mentoring relationship royal rangers equips the next generation of men husbands fathers businessmen and church leaders and empowers them to be lifelong servant leaders the boys and young men just think they're having fun instead of being discipled royal rangers equals evangelism and discipleship Yes, it's true that boys are often loud and covered in dirt, but boys don't have to be quiet and clean before coming to Christ. He can turn dirty noisemakers into articulate proclaimers of truth. He can prepare them to take the gospel to the next generation. All it takes are willing men to engage in meaningful mentoring relationships with them, influencing more boys and young men than ever, more effectively than ever. Royal Rangers evangelizing Equipping and empowering the next generation of Christ-like men and servant leaders
7: And we are your Northview Harvest Ministries, outpost 15. and uh, thanks to Commander Earl, we are the mighty Mustangs. I'm pretty sure he didn't mean the horses, he meant the car. so <laughs> Thanks, Earl. All right, I also would like to, at this time, call up my uh, fellow commanders, um, Commander Sandy, Commander Buck, Commander Ward, and uh, Commander Stewart's not here today. These guys have uh, stepped up and helped me out with this. Um, The Rangers program, we have uh, Ranger kids. That's kindergarten, first, and second. And myself and Commander Earl teach that class. We have the Discovery Rangers, which is third, fourth, and fifth and that belongs to Commander Ward and Mr. Stewart. And then we have the Adventure Rangers, which is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and Commander Sandy and Commander Buck to take care of those classes. And also with help, uh, along with these, I have we have an outpost council. So um, part of that council, we have Pastor Michael over there. He is our outpost chaplain. Um, Pop Leaves was the outpost chaplain from 1986 to 2022. And the first 10 years, he didn't even know he had the job until I finally told him. He's like, thanks for telling me. But, um, you know, we appreciate Michael stepping up. Uh, we, we had to include Pastor Tim. You know, so that way he didn't fuss with Miss Kim. So we, Pastor Tim's part of our outpost council. Um, Uncle Charles here. Uncle Charles here is the uh, liaison for the men's fellowship to the uh, Royal Rangers. And then uh, Commander Earl is a former commander. So this is your outpost, outpost council, your commanders, and your rangers. If you give those a hand. <laughs> and I don't have a gift for you. You just get to stand up here and look pretty today. <laughs> All right. During the classes, um, the boys work on a lot of stuff. They work on merits. They work on achievements. And... Um, when we're done, we have an awards program, and at the end of the at the end of the uh, school year or teaching year, um, they get their medals. And um, this is what their vest looks like. Um, we don't have. We're working on vests for um, for all the others. By the way, that's Parker's. But um, we, we work on that each week. Um, we meet seven o'clock in these two rooms, three rooms back here. Um, if you're not a part of the program and you're interested, uh, see with, get with me and I can give you more informa- information about the program or you can see one of these commanders and they can help you out. Um, one of the changes that we made this year, we each year we have a what we call a Ranger of the Year and it was per class. So we had the Ranger Kids Ranger of the Year, Discovery and Adventure Ranger of the Year. But this year, I wanted to change it up and make it different, make it personal. So there's three men that I wanted to recognize and honor for that. And with the Ranger Kids, it is not the Ranger Kids Ranger of the Year Award anymore. It is the Commander Earl Poole Award. And the first recipient was Judah Hunt. For the Discovery Rangers, it is now called the Pastor Kenneth Blee's Award. And the uh, first recipient, this one. Excuse me, that's not a floor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, allergies. They're kicking hard. And for the Adventure Rangers class, we now have the, uh, Miss Callahan, you're going to like this one, we have the Commander Raymond Manning Award. Raymond Manning was our... <clears> throat> throat> Raymond Manning was our very first commander when they started the program in 1986. 80, it was adopted in 85 and started at Northview in 1986. And... Commander Raymond was the very first one. And he came in with a group of hard-headed boys and uh, had fun with it, but he, he had some boys with him. So the new award is, like I said, is the uh, Commander Raymond Manning Award. And the first recipient was Bo Reeves. He's not here this morning. So congratulations. And I have a few words from Commander Sandy.
9: Thank you Chris. Folks if you can't tell Chris is devoted and committed to the Royal Rangers. I can tell you that. He has a passion for this program. He pours himself into it. He helps us as new commanders. He provides information to us. And we are fortunate and blessed. I'm not gonna say lucky. I don't like that word. We are fortunate and blessed to have Chris as the commander and the leader of this group. I remember uh, many years ago Ms. Please uh, posed a question to us. Oh, it's probably a Sunday or Wednesday night. I don't remember when. But the question was, what is ministry? And her answer was, wherever you see a need, that is a ministry. You don't have to wait to go overseas or wait to go over there or over there. If you see something that's in need in your church, that is a ministry that you can get involved in. That is why I got involved with the Royal Rangers one year ago this month. Because I saw a need. Now most of you who know me, it said on the video, boys, like, boys and men like to have fun, but I don't like to have fun camping out cause I'm not a camper. <laughs> but what I do like to do is teach in the classroom because it takes all of us, it, take diff- it takes different kinds, it takes different passions, it takes uh, different abilities. Camping and things like that are not my ability it's just not me I wasn't raised that way but I can teach and I can pour into them in that way and that's very important we want to teach boys to become men we want them to not be ashamed of masculinity because that's what God that's what God has built into them masculinity's falling away in society today in a lot of men and it's becoming normal That you abandon your masculinity if you are a a young man or a a grown man. But we want to teach these boys to not be ashamed of being men. And we want to grow them up to be that way. Of course, we want them to have fun. We want them to enjoy the things that they do. But we want to teach them as well. Because before they can go out there and, and, and do the things that they need to do, they need to know the Word of God. That's first and foremost the most important before it comes to camping. Now I want to talk to all the men in the church, and I know a lot aren't here today, but if you're a man, just raise your hand. I just want to see how many men are in this church this morning. Quite a few, and if the rest of the crowd was here, there'd be a lot more men. Uh, The Royal Rangers has an Adopt-A-Ranger program. These Royal Rangers are... Supported not only by the church and its general fund, but it's also supported by the men's ministry. Well, what does that mean? What that means is through the men's ministry, if every man would simply commit to giving $1 a week, $1 a week, less than the cost of a cup of coffee, less than the cost of a coca-cola or whatever it is you might snack on that day less than one dollar a week fifty two dollars a year if every man single or married would simply commit to that fifty two dollars these boys would be financed far and above what their needs are for the whole year with money probably i would imagine chris left over into the next year fifty two dollars a year my wife wrote our check just a few minutes ago. And I'm challenging every man in here this morning. If you've already got your ties or written your check, write another check for $52 or $26 for the next six months. And then in, in six months, write another check for $26. Support these boys. It costs money to go camping. It costs money to buy tents. It costs money to buy uniforms. It costs money to buy pizza to feed these guys. And they, you know, they like to eat pizza too, just like us men do on Wednesday night. We eat cookies and cakes and candy every Wednesday night. That stuff's not cheap. We need to support these boys. So I encourage you men to dig deep into your pockets and be a supporter of the Royal Rangers, not only with your finances, but when you feel led and you're going to feel led because I'm, 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 I'm praying down some conviction right now. If you feel led to be a member of the Royal Rangers team, talk to Chris or one of us. Become a Royal Ranger, whether full-time or part-time. Me and Buck, we do it part-time. It's one month on, one month off. Ward does it right now. He has Stuart. Stuart is not allowed to be a Royal Rangers commander because he's not old enough to be a Royal Rangers commander full-time but if you are, join the team. Let's share the wealth. Let's pour our knowledge into these boys. If any of you know Ward, (laughs) Ward can do about anything. Ward can do about anything and he teaches his class so much stuff about nature and how to do things. Uh, It's just amazing what this man can do. Pour your talent into these guys through the Royal Rangers program. And Chris and the rest of us would greatly appreciate it. And I know the pastor would as well. Thank you.
7: And one more thing. He kept speaking to the men, but if any of you ladies feel led, we'll take your money also. (laughs) Uh, Once again, we are Northview Harvest Ministries, Outpost 15, Mighty Mustangs. Thank you.
2: Speaking of Commander Ward, I was coming in one Wednesday night. Um, I usually come in a little bit earlier, and I was getting ready to unlock the door, and I hear, like, some noise in the woods. I'm like, what in the world is that? thought I about had to reach behind me in my back pocket back if you know what I'm talking about, but... Uh, A bunch of noise, and I I see him come out with this long machete. He was in the woods cutting up tree limbs for the boys to. to, I think it was for a tent or something, but he was he was making a homemade tent. But I I love that because it wouldn't be me out there. I don't know what I'm doing when you got in there in the woods, but I I appreciate the gift that Commander Ward is, and also uh, Commander Sandy and and Bucks up there in the live feed, and Commander uh, Chris, and also Stuart as well. Those guys pour into our boys. Um, and again, any money that's given towards them is a, an investment well spent. Uh, anytime you can invest into our next generation, boys or girls, Many said you can give to the girls as well, but we're going to get to the boys. So you can split the money. But, um, but again, we appreciate, guys, for, for you giving. And this time, are you ready to give? I think we're good to prime up to give, right? Amen. If you need a tithing envelope, you can slip up your hand right now in this moment. Our ushers will serve you. And our wonderful media team is putting up the ways that you can give. Uh, if you want to earmark, again, for Royal Rangers, uh, you, or you can put uh, Royal Rangers right there on the envelope and give that way. You can do a push pay. Um, I like push pay. It's so easy and convenient. Boom, it's us go right there. Um, and Ms. Chris takes care of that for us. All right, would you stand with us today? How many know that Jehovah will always Jireh? Oh, that was about 10 people. How many know Jehovah will always Jireh? The last time I read in the scripture, it says God is a man that he, he will not lie to us, but he is a keeper of his word. And he looks out for his people. Amen. Amen. Alright, as you come bring to your office towards the front. church out the door that way children's church
4: got something good to give y'all for a minute. I want to go take a few minutes, but I got something good to give y'all here too. Hey, uh, could you put me something in the uh, monitor up here, buddy? Well, that was going to be our hashtag today. But uh, let's go ahead. And this projector over here is having a mind of its own today, more so than usual. But uh, it's fixing to get fixed. But if you can give your attention to this one over here. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for Just a second, y'all. Y'all hold on just a second. I'm gonna let them do that again in just a minute. That was kind of weak, but the reason I want them to do it again and with more emphasis is I want you to know we are making these positive faith-filled confessions, and they are making a difference. How many of y'all believe that today? In fact, yeah, man. Come on. Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, y'all know I always say we make these confessions over the offering because we want we want our words and our finances to be lined up with the kingdom of heaven. And the last time I checked, the apostle Paul wrote and he said, And my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. How many of y'all believe that? Let me ask that one more time. How many of y'all believe that? You you can back me down just a little bit, Rolando. So, and y'all heard me say over months, right? Just about every week I'm giving testimonies of people that contact me during the week. So I get a message the other day. Are you ready for this? I get a text from a friend that said this past week they got a 3.5% raise plus a bonus plus their company is adding 2% company contribution to their 401k. Now, in my little mind, I know I'm from the little town with two stoplights over there, but we can do a little bit of math. So I got to thinking they got a 3.5% raise, and the company said they're going to give a 2% contribution to your 401K. That's 5.5% increase right there, plus a bonus As soon as you can celebrate somebody else's, you're gonna get yours. So, could we maybe do this with a little more oomph oomph now? Right. I mean, like you really believe it? It's not like, oh Lord, here we are, taking up the offering again, Pastor Dim doing that stupid confession. If you believe this thing works, I'm gonna tell you what, you better put a little fire into it. So, for, as for me in the Hodge household, as we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money. Debts paid off Expenses decrease Blessing and increase Yes Thank you Lord For meeting all of my financial needs That I may have More than enough To give into the kingdom of God And promote the gospel Of Jesus Christ Hallelujah There is Now, Lord, we thank you today that our cup is not half full. You're not a half full God. Yeah, amen. In fact, when you anoint our head with oil, according to the psalmist, you just don't fill our cup. You don't fill our hearts. You don't fill our finances. You don't fill our relationships. You don't fill our influence up to the brim. The scripture says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. So we pray, God, every, every benevolent area of our life that is touched by your grace, that it would experience the overflow of heaven. We thank you that you said you would open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon us, but God, heaven also has gates. So I ask you in your will and by your design... That you not just open the windows, Lord, but open the gates and open them wide and pour out what you see in your great omnipotence, your great power, your great omniscience, your great knowing. and Lord of God, what we can handle, what we can handle, and don't let it handle us, but what you can give us that we can be a blessing to others. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and everybody said, Amen. I'm going to share with you just a thought or two for just a minute from the word because some things have been in my heart. I understand the time is late and your chicken is not going to get cold, so just trust me, all right? I do need to make mention of this. Hold on, Rick. Rick Freeman. Stand right there at the door. Somebody holler at Rick. All right. That's Rick Freeman. Everybody say, hey, Rick. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? honey. I thought it came from back there. I was like, anyway, yes, that's her grandpa. All right. And uh, Mr. Danny White, wave your hand back there, Danny. Now y'all see this thing on the screen right here is a motorcycle ride to the beach. And well, you can't see it all over there. So let's come over here. That's getting on my nerves. That will be looked into this week. All right. Uh, This Saturday, October the 7th, leaving at 8 o'clock a.m., see Mr. Rick Freeman or Danny White, they're leaving from here at 8 o'clock, right? We'll make a ride down to the beach, the tail end of Bike Week, so uh, these are the two guys you need to wave one more time, Danny. Those are the two guys you need to see, all right? Thank you, gentlemen. I also want to remind you guys, uh, I got to quit looking over that way because that's getting on my nerves. I'm going to be pouring a gun out shot that projector up there, but anyway... <laughs> I need y'all over here to talk to me real good, so I'll keep looking over this way, okay? Don't let me look over there anymore. It aggravates me, all right? So anyway, we got coming up on Sunday, October 22nd. uh, We've got our Family and Friends Day at Northview. And one good thing about that, it is this year is the 75th anniversary birthday of Northview Harvest Ministries. So we are going to be having this great time celebrating in our family and our friends. uh, Miss Kim's got food trucks that are going to be coming in, and you will be given a certain amount. You know, normally we cater. We have somebody come in and cater. So I don't know how they're going to work out the logistics of this yet, if you're going to get a coupon book or something. But your lunch will be covered to a certain amount that day, okay? So you can't go out and order $500 and take it home and say, put it on the church's tab. We're not doing it. I will come to your house. <laughs> but your lunch will be covered to a certain amount that day, okay? So we're going to have a great time. We're going to have, that's after the service, we're going to go outside. We'll have games and stuff later that day, just making a fun day of it. Oh, and next week is past appreciation day. You're going to have a surprise next week. Has anybody told a surprise yet? the snow cone trucks right We're gonna have one out there everybody gets a free snow cone next week on your way out so uh bring your kids and your grandkids alright they're gonna get snow cones it's gonna be good you get all that Kool-Aid stuff on you <laughs> alright oh I'm so excited let me hear this cause I am so excited about this Northview you know we've been back here for two years I love trunk or treat y'all who does not know what Trunk or Treat is? Thank you, I got, I got a little hand back there. Let me tell you what Trunk or Treat, who was that, that back there? Stand up tall so you can see me, okay? Stand up in the seat, we don't care. Tell them Pastor Tim said you could do it. Ready? Trunk or Treat on October 31st, we're gonna have 50 to 100 cars and pickup trucks parked out here and they're gonna be all decorated and everybody's gonna have candy to give away to you. So if you come out here at 6 o'clock on October 31st from 6 to 8, we're gonna have a we're gonna start out in here and we're gonna have a cool skit. We're gonna share the gospel of Christ, and then we get to go out, and every car you go to out in this parking lot, they're gonna give you candy. You like candy? <laughs> Woo! Now some folks say. You just compromising and doing that in Halloween. Hold on just a minute, y'all. Hold on just a minute. The devil didn't make October 31st. He tainted October 31st. I am reclaiming October 31st. So here's the thing, y'all. We, we're going to need your trunks and your truck beds, all right? So, Weaver, I'm expecting your big truck out there with something in it. I don't care if it's just Molly dressed up like a scarecrow, but I'm expecting something in that big truck, okay? Really, seriously, guys, I used to decorate or let my wife and them decorate my trunk bed, so it doesn't matter if you got a trunk. You know what? Here's the thing, though. No witches, no skeletons, and no, no occultic stuff. Keep it holy, man. Get creative. Dress up like Daniel the lion's den. Get you some toy lions and put them in there, Okay? Oh, I bet Wesley would look cute in a little lion outfit out there. But anyway, we'll leave that alone, all right? But get creative, y'all. By the way, I am declaring we are going to have a contest to see who has the most creative decoration in their trunk or truck bed. And you will get a grand prize, a complete case of absolutely nothing. I don't know. We may kick something in. Just you never know. But you will have bragging rights, and I like bragging rights because I hate to lose. In fact, tell you a funny story. My wife and I went up Tuesday evening to to Columbia. Went down to Columbia. My son, my grandson Zach, plays flag football, and my daughter, my granddaughter, Selah, she's a cheerleader so Zach's little team lost it was a close game but they lost so when the game's over he's like all oh, like this the rest of the night we were going to take him out for dinner and stuff and so we were riding they, we were going to the restaurant and my wife looked at me when we got back to town here she said you Hodges hate to lose don't you I said yep sure do she said you put that in your son's and now it's all over your grandson I said yep I breed champions. I don't even know where I was going with that. But anyway, trunk or treat, okay? All right, let me, let me just give you a thought right here. It's, it's 12.13. I'm going to have you out of here in about five minutes. All right, I'm reconnecting. I think I'm reconnecting. I need, us, I need some ushers up here on the front row, please. Security team. There we go. And we were having some uh, technical difficulty at the beginning of the service. That's why I didn't mention anything about the live stream. But if you would like to, to throw this out later, I need y'all to make some noise, front row. Hayden, young ladies, Miss Amber. Eliana, y'all ready, guys? Holler at me. Thank you. That way, because I have started to look over there again. Y'all are falling down on the job, okay? If you see me start to do this, I need you to... Thank you. <laughs> These are some of the passages I used last week, and I just want to give you something to take with you today, Okay. Because remember several weeks back, month and a half or so ago, when I was preaching, the Lord spoke prophetically, if you missed it, and he said one of the greatest plagues on the church in America today is biblically illiteracy, biblical illiteracy. I am not going to be privy to that. I'm not going to foster that. I'm going to do what I can to stop that. So anytime, we always need some word. If the Lord moves, that is marvelous. He can do more than we could ever do, but we still need something from the word to take with us in our spirit. Amen? So this is some of the passages I used last week, and it's still been in my spirit, and it may be in in my spirit for a while. But Paul says in Acts 20, verses 22 through 24 here, he says, And see... Now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me. Verse 24, but none of these things move me. But none of these things move me. But none of these things move me. Can somebody say that? But none of these things move. Say it one more time, but high five yourself and say, Self, none of these things should move you. Nor, look what he says, nor do I count my life dear to myself. That's pivotal if you're going to walk the Christian walk and live a Christian life, folks. Because we in America have molded this warped kool-aid version of Christianity that God just gonna bless you, bless you, bless you and everything gets easy when you become a Christian I'm gonna tell you what, it gets hard as hell when you become a Christian and I'm not cursing I'm saying hard as hell, literal you are fighting against hell in fact, you had not seen a fight until you become a Christian you haven't seen a struggle until you become a Christian I know you may say oh my Lord Pastor Tim you're not encouraging me a bit well let me go and put it to you this way you can do life without God and struggle or you can do life with God and struggle but you've got the hope that God's going to see you through everything Amen. my mama's sitting back there y'all pray for her bless her heart she's still getting over raising me Somebody shout the struggle is real. Somebody look at Miss Margaret and say, we bless you, Sister Margaret. (laughs) But my mother often says we'll be talking on the phone or we're talking in person or we're talking going down the road. And my mama will often say we'll be addressing or discussing somebody that may be going through a tough season or a tough spot in life. And, And she will say something to this effect. I don't know how people live without God. I don't know how you can maintain your sanity without God. Come on somebody, but how many of you know Jesus is, he said to him, he said of himself, he said, my peace I give unto you. In the Old Testament, he refers to himself as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace. So if I've got him, everything's gonna be all right. Somebody say it's gonna be all right. My thing is with this, but none of these things overcome me. So all of the stuff that happens in life, look what he says, nor do I count my life dear. I am a living sacrifice. How many of y'all Christians in here today? Raise your hand and wave it at me. Raise your hand and wave it at me. Did you, do you remember the Apostle Paul said this in Romans chapter 12? He said, I think one of the translations, maybe the NIV says something like this. He said, I beseech you therefore brethren in view of what God has done for you. What he's done for you. Has he done something for you? Listen to what he says. He said, I beseech you or I commend you to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Harry, would you bump that air conditioner up? It's like some folk freezing up in here. I want y'all to know I have no control of the thermostat. Sometimes folk tell me during the week, you trying to kill me in there. And I'm like, I ain't got no control of that. That thing's way back there. I'm way up here. What y'all want? I'm anointed, but I ain't all that. That's like what y'all think I am. Darth Vader? <laughs> Just play.
3: <laughs>
4: but here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to leave with you right here nor do I count my life dear to myself. Look what he says, so that I may finish my race. Look here, put it all together now. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. Why, does, why do none of these things move me? Why am I not concerned about my own personal well-being? Look what he says, because I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to finish my race. I'm going to finish my race, look what he says, with joy. So there's two things here. I'm going to finish my race with joy, and I'm going to finish the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Comma, what is that ministry? To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Can I just, can I drop that right there with you for just a minute? I'm going to come back and visit this later because I got like three pages of notes I need to go through or I'm going to bust, okay? And I'm not going to do it today. But look at here, y'all. Look at here. That I may finish my race with joy. And if you're taking notes, I want you to put my in capital M-Y. I can't finish your race. I can't depend, I mentioned my mother a while ago. She's a great godly woman. She's a great godly example. She's like a walk and talking an exhaustive concordance. You can call her and say, Sister Margaret, I know there's a verse in the Bible that's got this word in it somewhere, and you give her a minute, she'll find it. <clears throat> hear me somebody, hear me. But your grandma and your mama and your papa and your daddy, that's not your race. You gotta run your own race. High five yourself. Say, "This is my race. This is my race." And look what he says. This, this can't. This, none of these things are going to move me because I am so focused on finishing my race and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus. And what is that ministry? Here it is. You ready? What is the ministry, Sandy? Thank you for sharing that just a little bit ago. Ministry. Uh, you mentioned, Mom. Please said something to the effect that, you know, if you see a need, you feel the need. Well, let me tell you about your ministry also. It includes this. A lot of people say, I don't know how to share Jesus. Well, let me tell you, you need to go to college. You need to get a bachelor's degree. Then you need to go get a master's degree in theology. Then you need to go get a doctorate degree. And then you can tell somebody about Jesus. Nope, you don't, do you? How many of y'all ever been at, a, at, a, at an intersection and you saw a traffic accident? Or you've been riding down the road and you came up on an accident? Okay. How many of y'all were ever the first person at the scene and called 911 when you saw the accident? And I'm not talking about it had to be something gruesome or bad. It could have just been a little fender bender. All right. Did, did the policeman or trooper ever come up to you and say, could you tell me what you saw? Did they look at you and say, well, this car was coming down the road at 35 miles per hour. This car was coming at a 45-degree angle at 37 miles per hour. Therefore, the physics and the equation of this thing, here, let me compute this out. And they start scribbling and they come up with all this. Did they look at you and say, are you an engineer? You just tell them what you saw. You don't have to know the law of of physics, you don't have to have a degree in engineering, you don't have to know the first law of thermodynamics. Does anybody know the first law of thermodynamics, by the way? The amount of energy in the universe is always constant. You know what the second law of thermodynamics is? The amount of energy in the universe can be Move from one thing to another, but it will always still go back and revert to the first thing. So guess what? If somebody gives up on their race with God, you can say, you know what, God, that anointing is not going to waste. You're going to put it on somebody else. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do for my race. I'm going to keep running. Are you ready? And here's the thing. I can't tell you. I've got a degree. I've got post-grad work. But I still can't explain to you what Jesus did to me on July the 8th, 1984. I can't explain it. I don't have the words for it. I can tell you this. On a Sunday night, I went into a little church up on Lees Mill Road that was jam-packed full of people. And I had nothing, I wanted nothing to do with God. My one sole intention was to go in there because that preacher had a pretty girl, pretty daughter that had blue blue, beautiful, gorgeous, sparkling blue eyes. They sparkle even more since she married me, but anyway, okay, that that may not be the truth, but well, not the whole truth, but anyway, but she was a beautiful young lady inside and out, but I would go on Sundays so that I could sit in church with her and endure the church service and then go out on a date after service because the rule was with her mom and daddy, if you're gonna date her, you gotta be in church. And I figured if I got to go to church somewhere, I might as well go and endure it sitting next to a pretty girl. Right. But that night, God radically invaded my life, y'all. I mean, he invaded my heart. He invaded my mind. He forgave me of my sin. And y'all, I was a bad guy. I was mean. I was crude. I was foul mouth. I didn't care what anybody else thought. I didn't care what anybody else wanted. I was a narcissist. And I'm going to tell you what. What Jesus did in me, you cannot explain. And Paul said in this stuff right here, my ministry is to testify. I can't explain it. i All I can tell you this is God changed me. How many of y'all got a testimony in here today? God changed you. Would you stand up to your feet with me today? I'm going to come back and hit on some of this later, okay? I'm going to hit on this, some of this later. Look at somebody and say, I got to finish. I got to finish strong. Look at somebody else and say, you got to finish. And you got to finish strong. But there's one more word in there we got to close with today, y'all, that I may finish. What's he saying? What's that red two-font word right there? There's two words in that red font. With joy. I just need to know if I got somebody that's appreciative to the Lord for his great goodness today. And you know what? Back on that July the 8th, 1984, here we are, October the 1st, 2023. Can y'all believe this? I need to know where January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and October. Well, we're in October, but where September went, I don't know. All right, listen to me. But you know what? He's still working on me. Y'all, that blows my mind right there. Because if I was God and I had a Tim Hodge I was dealing with, I'd have probably thumped him in the head a long time ago. But can I tell you what? God is loving, He's kind, He's merciful. The Bible says He's long suffering, He's patient. He's gentle, and he's kind. Because if he wouldn't, y'all, he would have exterminated me a long time ago. So if somebody's been telling you the lies that God's just this big, mean, angry, hateful God in heaven just waiting for you to do something wrong so he can strike you with a lightning bolt, let me tell you something. If that's what God was like, all I would be would be a greasy, dusty spot on this floor right now. But he is full of love. He's full of grace. He ain't playing around now. He will get mad. And I know because he's been mad at me and spanked me before. Did he get a belt after me? No, he can use your circumstances and he'll get your attention. In fact, the Bible says, whom he loves, he chastens. Well, hello, somebody. And you get on over there around uh, Hebrews 12, near the end of that chapter. I believe it's Hebrews 12 and it starts talking about how a loving father would discipline his children. So if you don't discipline your children, you don't love them. My kids probably thought I loved them way too much. But I was determined they were going to be gentlemen and a lady. He loves you. He loves you so much that before you were ever born, he had already determined in his heart he would send his son to die for you and if you're a parent to die for your children if you're married to die for your spouse if you've got brothers and sisters to die for your siblings how many of you ever had folk aggravate you be honest every hand in this building should went way up that high I'm going to ask it one more time. Y'all want to rewind? We haven't rewound anything all day. You ready? How many of you have ever been aggravated by people? God Almighty, in spite of all of our aggravating ways and means, is still merciful and gracious to us. He loves you. He knows you and he still loves you. Rodney McCarter, that just blows my mind. (laughs) You see, I've got three sons and one daughter. And when the Bible says, Here is love, God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, he gave his son. For God so loved the world. Anybody ever heard John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I can't wrap my mind around it. if I had my four kids and your life was hanging over hell and I had to pick one of my kids knowing I'd still have three left. I couldn't make that decision. You're just gonna burn. But God, loved me so much that he had one and gave him for me. And he died on a cross and three days later he rose again and he's in heaven right now. If you believe that, give him a praise, would you? Father, we thank you for loving us today. And I pray if there's anybody online watching this right now, if there's any person in this room, if Jesus Christ is not the complete sovereign Lord of their heart and their life right now, Lord, I pray that they in their own way, from their own heart, would say to you, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Jesus, I believe you died on a cross to take away my sins. Jesus, I believe you rose again on the third day and we celebrate Easter 2,000 years later because the greatest miracle that ever took place on the planet was you rose from the dead just like you said. And Jesus, I believe that you're coming again. I believe that you are coming again and you're going to take me, rescue me. And if I don't go before the rapture, If I die, my soul will be in good hands. But if the rapture takes place, if you come and take your church out of the earth, my soul is still in good hands. Be the Lord of my life. If you will pray that prayer today, my friend, I'm going to tell you right now, the Holy Spirit himself will come inside of you and make you brand new. Amen, amen, amen. None of these things move me. I am going to finish my race. And I'm not going to be distracted. I will not be hindered. I will not be thwarted. I will not be denied. And in fact, how many of y'all ever heard this crazy church up there in Larnburg, North Carolina called Northview Harvest Ministries? Anybody ever heard of it? They got this crazy thing they do here. Would you say it with me? The Lord of praise, would you? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Would you just lift your hands ready, prepared to receive a blessing today? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And the Lord says, Thus, so shall so they shall put my name on the children of Israel, or for us, the children of Northview, and I, God, will bless them. Amen. You're dismissed. I love you. I bless you today in Jesus' name. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for joining in of the service. Thank you for those of you online. Thank you for all the guys in the media, live stream, nursery, children's ministries. We are a blessed people.